live on Fairpoint Podcast. It's Kim Jong-un's star-studded 2014 Christmas extravaganza. Spectacular 2014. Featuring a live comedy performance by Blurry Photos' own David Stecco and David Flora. Live music by One Last Shot. Featuring poetry by DDE the Slammer. And Zeus, Lord of Mount Olympus, not the Canadian indie rock band, leading a duet, singing Larry, It's Cold Outside. Also featuring guest appearances by Guy Fox reading Twas the Night Before Christmas, Ben Folds performing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra doing what they do best, Ben Folds' grandmother getting run over by a Reindeer. Larry the Cable Guy as Santa Claus. And the entire cast of Friends reuniting to get run over by reindeer. All this and more tonight on Kim Jong-un star-studded 2014 Christmas Spectacular Extravaganza. Spectacular 2014. Listen to Fairpoint, also known as Kim Jong Un's 2014 Christmas Spectacular Extravaganza Spectacular 2014, presented by Kim Jong Un. That's not too long at all. I'm Nathan Capisser, and I'm the reason for the season. <laughs> oh, are you? Well, I'm also known in certain circles as Craig Lewis. Uh, but what? Certain circles, most circles. Yeah, hit or miss. What guess, really gets I guess me? The universe could kind of be described as a circle. How did we get the budget for this star-studded Christmas spectacular extravaganza? Spectacular 2014. We're just the hosts. This is Kim Jong Un's. This is all. Oh, so in you got honor. paid? This is Kim Jong Un. We're we're not getting paid. Don't be ridiculous, Greg. Come on. Oh, so why are we doing it? Publicity. Yeah. The, right. Yes, I think that's what this guy standing behind me calls his gun. Publicity. Sure. Um. So, no, it's awesome. Uh, luckily, thanks to, you know, like the, the coolest guy, the coolest guy ever, like the best leader in the world, I guess. Like, right. Thanks to him. Oh, yeah. Mr. Un, he's been so great. So wonderful. You know what? Did you know he was the first person on the moon that was actually able to get a wireless hotspot? Just heard, just heard it the other day. No. What? Crazy. Crazy. He's so good. Thanks to him, our Christmas special is going to be so much more than we originally planned. Um, don't worry. It's still going to be like a regular episode of Fairpoint. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to banter, and we're going to cover the topic. We're just going to have all this other extra awesome crap. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be so cool. Like, thanks thanks to our leader, the creator. The creator? Yeah, sure. Is that – we're supposed to call him the creator now? That's – that's I mean that – okay. All right. No, no, no. It's cool. All right. I'm cool. The creator's cool. He create. I'm sure he created in his life. Did you know one time he actually created the world's first time machine? But you know, social responsibility decided to destroy it. Oh yeah, we're that. The only other person that knows anything about it, two to the back of the head. That's what we did. 
What? That's what we did. I feel like I shouldn't be bringing that up here <laughs> now. Um, that is what we did. We created the world's first time machine. <laughs> That's what happened. So today's topic, can you guess what we were doing this year? Not you, Craig, but you, the listener. I mean, you probably read the title of the episode. But um, last year we did Santa. And I wonder if, if you guys can guess who we're going to do this year. Well, well, like you said, they probably read the title. Let's try a little uh, experiment, though. I actually, I, ha- I kind of have fun with this, uh, this fucking thing. Craig, have you ever heard of the Akinator? Yeah, it was uh, the short-lived sequel series to The Terminator. No, what would that be? The Terminator terminates. What would the Akinator do? It would be, uh, <laughs> and I don't know. The Akinator is this weird like website or uh, mo- mobile app. It's a genie, and you think of a character, like a character or a real person or a historical figure or a celebrity. Anybody. Yeah, and then it asks you questions. And it's to see if you Nosey. can stump it and if and how long it takes it to figure out who you're thinking of. So let's huh. let's try to see if the Akinator can guess the topic of today's episode. I bet he can't. I don't believe it. Mm-mm. Ain't no computer telling me what we doing. All right. So question number one, is your character real? No, I, nah. I, it's safe to say no. He's real in my heart. Unfortunately, that's not an answer. Question two, does your character wear shoes? No. That's a firm no. Question number three, does your character stand on two legs? Depends. He was depicted with two legs, wasn't he? He was. In the specials. We could say don't know, we could say probably, and we could say probably not. Or we can say yes or no. That's, That's the scale it uses. And it's so accurate. Um, yes. I would say yes. Yeah, stands on two legs. Yeah. Everything but the book. The book? There's a book? There was a children's book made for the song. I uh, I imagine no, I don't I don't imagine legs. But You don't, but in the specials he does. Oh, uh, but let's say probably. In all of them he has legs. I'll compromise. Let's say probably. I, I don't I don't get when he's not why you, why it's not yes. <laughs> does your character have a tail? No. Oh yeah, no, 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 no tails. Has your character ever been in a movie? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't exactly say it's a it's an Oscar-worthy performance, but is your character short? No. I'd say about yes. Well, six probably. foot. Well, he's, it's a snow made by children. Six foot snowman made by children. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> probable. Probably. Probably tall. I would say probably. Okay. Is your character an animal? No. Nah. Does your character live in a snowy region? This no. motherfucker. It, it's using this the microphone is what it's fucker. doing. It's using the microphone in your laptop. <laughs> it's accessing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He lives in a snowy region. He's got it. Number nine. Does your character wear a hat all the time? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> John Goodman for the save. <laughs> I'm gonna say probably. It knows. It's just toying it with us now. Wow! See how fast he figured that out. That's Not even kind ten of questions. Yeah, I think it's because of the probabilities. He was like, "We can narrow this down to something that's known outside of just movies." Does your character wear a top hat? Of course. They never specify in the song. It's just a silk hat. 
Yeah. Probably. But it's always been portrayed as a top hat. It's like, oh, got it. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> He's fictional. He lives in a snowy region. Hey, he hunts vampires all the time. Question number 11, Craig. Has your character won the Stanley Cup? Probably Probably. Not. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm going probably not. Now I'm wondering who it is that Akinator's here. Like, I'm pretty sure I've got this. They're talking about my boy, Frosty. Uh, but Hey, yo, Frosty, but my boy. It might still be. I want to know who he's thinking. I just got to make sure they're not talking about. They could still be talking about so-and-so. Could still who be Mark Messier Cup? for the New York Rangers. Oh, a snowy region, Canada. New York. Well, Stanley Cup's hockey, right? Yeah. Canada. Popular. And, uh, most popular hat, in Canada. Wears a hat, but yeah. fictional and has appeared in a movie. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> the I cartoon. Buy, I don't buy into the Gretzky conspiracy, or as I call it, Gretzky Gate. <laughs> it's the cartoon Gretzky. It's different. Michael Jordan All-Stars. You, so, you know what? You, if you're a sports fan in the early 90s, you might know. I'm going to say Frosty probably hasn't won the World Cup, the Stanley Cup. Well, you know, is your character related to Christmas? Yeah. Or is he? Yes, Oh, he winter festival. He is, which is related to Christmas. No. Yes. Did it say Frosty? We're seeing. That was number 12. Number 13. Really? Does your character wear female clothing? <laughs> Again, who is he thinking this is right oh, now? Oh, it hasn't won the Stanley Cup. What is it, girl? <laughs> Could still be Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I'm going to say probably not. It's none of my business, though. <laughs> For real. He doesn't wear any clothing, honestly. Just a scarf and a hat. Is your character associated with the Disney show Austin and Allie? I have no fucking idea, but Did I'm going to say just probably get it? not. Did we just get it? Did we beat it? Right. I thought this, this I think is we question broke 14. It. I thought he was on to us. He, was, he had us at 10, and then he was like, you know what? These these answers. I'm not liking these answers you're giving safe. me. I just yeah. want to cover all my bases. Make sure you're not talking about that one character from Austin and Allie. <laughs> right. Last who lost one. the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Whatever Austin and Allie is, I'm assuming he didn't. Our character didn't have anything to do with it. Probably not. Got it. Has your character ever dated Taylor Swift? Well, let's be honest. Who hasn't? <laughs> For real. If, if, if I her... just want to hey, <laughs> they say I go on too many dates or yeah, something. If her right? songs can be trusted, then. <laughs> but apparently, according to her, she she sings about uh, fictional really, people. I really want to say probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yo, Frosty can get it with Taylor Swift. Akinator, like, you know that's a loaded question. <laughs> what happens if you say yes? N- not even, like, probably. <laughs> just yes. Oh, my God. A fictional character that's gone on a date with Taylor Justin Swift. Justin Bieber. He's from Canada. He usually wears a hat. <laughs> Top hat, too. Ass hat. I really want to say Probably. But I feel like I should say probably no. not. Frosty could get it, but you might have to go with probably not. I think it's that we're saying probably and probably not that makes him like, give me a solid, <laughs> yeah. give me a fucking yes or a no. It's not fair. You guys aren't being fair. You're cheating. Is your character associated with Taylor Swift? <laughs> Yo, what is your fascination with Taylor Swift? That's a solid no. 
Hate is gonna hate, but no. He's just like, look, I just like, has, has he has he has he fucked Taylor Swift? I'm just I'm just, I'm just trying to I'm figure just, out. I just no, I just this is just I'm just wondering. I'm just like Akinator. Shake it off. I shake, just shake, I just want to know. Shake it what, off. Move on. Move past Taylor. He's no. better than Taylor. I'm gonna say a, a firm no. He's not associated with Taylor Swift. But he probably didn't date her. Well, we don't know if he dated her, but we know whether or not people associate him Fair with enough. Taylor Swift. And that's Fair enough. a solid no. Is your character a boxer? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Maybe he might have, you know, boxed the rabbit for fun. But I feel like that we could safely assume no. Yeah, I, no. I'm not going to say probably not. Is your character part of Gryffindor House? Really, bro? You were so close, Akinator. How far are you going to take this? Gryffindor? No. Yo, let's just, just sidetrack it to Harry Potter. Make it think we're talking about. It's safe to say no. Not a, not no, not it's not a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. If anything, it's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Does your character have powers? Well, don't we all? Of course. Everyone has powers, Akinator. Don't like. Ah. Yes. Question 20. Is your character affiliated with ICE? We stumped it. I'll <laughs> we say officially yeah. stumped it. I'll say it. yeah. I'll give it ICE. Say yes, but we've officially stumped it. We won. Is your character fat? Jesus Christ, Akinator. I don't judge. <laughs> Akinator. I'm going to say probably. Yeah. Does your character float in the air? No. Nah. It was thinking Slimer. Does your character smoke a pipe? Depends on which story you're talking about. It does. But yes. Yes, it does. Question number 24. Is your character holding? Really, Akinator? Come on, man. I'm Yo. Not, I'm not trying to be your middleman, Akinator. <laughs> Real. That is the worst question ever. What does that have to do? No, he didn't really ask that. Um, number 24, does your character live on an island? The North Pole is a continent, right? I don't think it lives on the North Pole. Yeah, Frosty totally moved to the North Pole. Moved right? to the North Oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to say no. Say no. It's, it's not an island. It's a continent. But I got to say, for something that basically had it at 10, it's taken a long time to make sure it's got Seriously? It. Does your character have a blue shirt? No. Nah. I was thinking that Frosty would be a tough one for Akinator to get. Oh, he's got a guess. He's got a guess. Oh, only took 25 questions. Frosty the snowman. He got it. That bastard. He's like, I just have to make sure. Does he have a blue shirt? He's like, I got questions Who has the blue shirt? I want to know who has the blue shirt. The fat fat person that doesn't live on an island. I want to see. Can I go back? And answer the blue shirt question differently? Oh, to yes? Nah, if you press back, it goes right back to question one. Okay. That was kind of fun, though. I'm surprised. 25, I'm so surprised it took 25 questions. 25 questions for Frosty the Snowman. Especially after question 10. So, yeah, that's our topic for the day. The longest it ever took us to explain to you what our topic was. Frosty, Frosty the motherfucking the snowman. snowman. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. What's going on, Craig? Plenty. Merry Christmas to you. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, yo, Merry Christmas, my dude. We're here in North Korea having the best of times. I wish I brought my autograph book. I got to say, I've been catching up on some podcasts lately. Oh, word. What you been listening Uh, to? Some Sylph Radio. I hear it's... 
Here is a pretty good one. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. Silf Radio, the Pokemon yeah, podcast. Uh, I honestly, love that podcast. It's a little overrated. No, I'm kidding. A little bit, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I uh, iTunes hasn't even received enough ratings to calculate a rating for it, and it's still overrated. <laughs> it wasn't until you actually brought Steve, your roommate, into the secret room, and I heard you say, welcome to the secret room. That's when it dawned on me. You son of a bitch, you're whoring out my chair. God damn it, my chair. They were here in this room. I can feel it. The butt groove isn't the same. <laughs> but it's okay. Great guests, awesome people. Some of them I know personally. It, it, every time I listen to that, I want to play Pokemon. I hope that's what you're Thanks, trying man. to achieve. That's awesome. Sometimes I mean, I'm just like, okay, shut this off right now because I need to play Pokemon. No, but I, I will also listen to it while playing. coming from somebody that wasn't even into Pokemon, like when we first started this podcast. You yeah, know? for real. And, uh, that's awesome. Um, I, I want to find more entertainment for adults about Pokemon. You know, I wanted to yeah, find a Pokemon more podcast. Than just kids. Yeah. Kids and stuff. Also, one thing I don't like about video game podcasts is that Almost everyone you find is just about the gaming, which obviously I'm not saying you shouldn't make. Obviously, it's fucking video games. There should be the main focus of most of the podcast should be about the gaming because that's well, what's what, what else would you want it to be on? Well, I mean, I would love Pokemon is such a rich universe. I would love there to be more podcasts about Pokemon itself. Delving into fan theories, delving into the actual characters. Yeah, the stories, okay, the mangas, I get what you're saying. The, the animes, the other... Everything. Yeah, uh, the characters. Rumor mill, uh, there's things I'm hearing that I'm actually supposed to be guest starring on a new one coming up soon. I can either confirm or deny that. I can't That's talk your favorite about, answer, you son of a bitch. I can't talk about the guest stars we have coming up, but... It's going to be pretty cool. We've got we've got some pretty cool ones coming up. Spoiler alert. I'll be there eventually. Yeah, that that's awesome. Thanks, man. I'm glad you've been digging it. Yeah, um, I do actually. And honestly, like you probably don't get enough credit for certain things, but the music you create, like the the Silf Radio music opening, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, I made that. Amazing. Thank you. Awesome. I love it. Uh, thanks. I also am a huge fan of uh, Fairpoint's music. Oh, thank you. And I know you did that, I like too. That podcast is it's... pretty cool, too. You've been listening to Fairpoint? Awesome. Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> here and there, there's certain things. This is one uh, asshole. I could just tell by hearing his voice that he's fat. I do not like him. Yeah, that guy's been sitting in your chair, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ruining my butt groove. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I challenged myself to come up with. I needed a theme song for Self Radio, and I, I like theme music. I didn't want to write lyrics. I, that would be cheesy to me to be like, "You're listening to Fairpoint Podcast." <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want lyrics into my theme song oh, for my, my that, podcast. But that would have gotten so many more listeners. Sometimes it works. Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman. Dude, it's, theme. that's a great um, the like, Smodcast theme, theme, even because it's MC Chris. Those are great examples of a podcast with a theme song with lyrics. But I think more often than not, an instrumental theme fits a lot of podcasts. The Nerdist, like, the Retroist. Uh, yeah, the Nerdist is is one of my favorites. Oh, I, you know, I love that eight bit sound that he's got going on for his. Totally, totally. Retroist kind of has the same idea. Yeah. Um, but the, the self radio did, did it, did it, did it. I wanted to come up with something that sounded Pokemon-y. Yeah. It, but it has me like, obviously my I, head I didn't want to use stuff. I don't own the copyright to. So, so you had to make, yeah. Well, that also isn't something you're creating. Yourself, I didn't want so. to, and I'm not allowed to. <laughs> so 
Both. That's just a double whammy. <laughs> so I've been looking at this comic book recently. The second issue just came out a week or two ago. Man, I tell you what I wouldn't have done for this comic 20 years ago. I'm sure you're in the same position. Oh. Ghostbusters meet the fucking Ninja Turtles. I was so thinking something starring Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Yeah, maybe 20 years ago, not now. <laughs> See, that's, that's the difference. Said, 20 the years difference ago. is that now I would still actually spend the money on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, it's pretty cool. Like, I read the first issue, and, you know, they don't really cross paths until the end of the issue. So you don't really get to see much interaction. I just read the second issue. I don't know how many issues there's other issues, be. right? Four, eight, I don't know. But uh, the second issue, you really get to see a lot of interaction between the Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles. That's cool. It's great. Like, it's not – I don't want to hype it up and build it up. I'm not saying, like, this is such great writing. It's amazing. But whoever did this took took it. This is what I ask of a Ghostbusters-Ninja Turtles crossover. What I want to see is that the writers who are writing it understand the characters, can write the characters well – can get a few. They don't have to be hilarious, but a few chuckles and some good characters bouncing off each other. You know what I mean? Some good dialogue right. between them and, and interaction. And in this issue, I definitely got it. Like, I, I don't want to sit here and read the whole thing, you know, but like. Well, let me just say, was uh, you posted something on Facebook earlier today. Was that the second issue? That was, I cut out a few lines. Right. But I that was pretty much like two Some pages dialogue. of the comic with a couple lines of dialogue that didn't need to be there to make it more abridged Fair and concise. Enough. But that was the second issue? Yeah, so you read that. About? I did. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's I laughed. Great interaction like when uh I laughed, I liked, did not share, I'm sorry. Uh, Donatello and Ray are geeking out and uh like, "Oh, well, I built a hyperspatial baby." I could just and, see like, them. That'd be awesome. Yeah, seeing them Bankman talk back and is forth. off to the side with Raphael. Raphael and he's like, "Of course." He's like, "So, you guys got one of them too." And Raphael's like, at least we only have one. And Venkman's like, you got me there. And like, there's, there's great interaction like that. It's, it's pretty cool. That's something I'm probably going to ask to borrow if you ever complete the story there. Because that's two of my favorite things from my childhood. Without, yeah. Oh, my without God. Without any question. When we were kids, if that fucking comic was out then, which... It just wouldn't have happened back then, you know, different people owning the licenses. Oh, is it something that's new? Different. Yeah, this is totally new. Oh, my God. I thought it was something you found from long ago. Oh, my no, God. No, this is brand new. It ju- the second issue just came out like, oh, last week Oh, then I'm buying so. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. There's tons of different it, um, covers for different retailers and can stuff. Can I ask you, are the, uh, are the characters modeled after the new Nick show? No, it's the it's new the new comics. The new comic. Yeah, the new IDW I've actually been comics. to get into those. Yeah, it's that's what IDW has been doing. That's a comic publisher for those who don't really follow comics, kind of like Marvel, DC, Image. Um, and sort of how Marvel, DC, and Image, for the most part, have their own universes. Um, I mean, Walking Dead doesn't take place in the same universe as Savage Dragon. But right. most of everything else in the main image superhero things, I don't know if that's still a thing. It was in the 90s. The image superhero things? I just read. They, they had Spawn. I mean, I feel like. I just read Walking Spawn. Dead. Spawn and Invincible, maybe. Yeah, but Invincible's in its own universe. Right. So IDW is doing that sort of thing. So IDW lately, because they have a lot of licenses, Transformers, Ghostbusters, X-Files, Ninja Turtles. Um, they were like, oh my fuck God. G.I. Joe. They were like, let's just Name cross it. over Mania. You just and cross over everything. They've sort of established that they all exist in this big multiverse. You know what I mean? So there's 
they're different universes. It's in different universes, but they can get to one another at yeah. some point. Um, they did this really cool thing with the Lone Gunman, um, who I talked about in an really? older episode yeah. of the podcast. Almost the X-Files characters. Yeah, the comic relief guys. There's a clip on YouTube. Look it up. X-Files characters predict 9-11. If you don't know who they are, I'll explain it there. But they did this cool thing where they gave them a limited run, and each issue crossed over with a different um, like universe. A different. I don't know if they traveled through universes or if they just treated it like they were all in the same universe but like the first issue was ninja turtles second issue was ghostbusters third was transformers or something like that that's awesome yeah i i really don't even know like how many different properties idw owns but at least like nerd culture properties those are the big ones but transformers ghostbusters tmnt can't really go wrong They got our generation on lock. Yeah, for real. (laughs) They got got the early 90s kids on lock. All right. Well, before we get into our holiday news, uh, first of all, some bad news. Um, This actually, we just found out on the break. Oh, gee golly. Yeah, on the break, which was like five six ten seconds or something um apparently uh dave stecco held the door for one of kim jong-un's i'm i'm it was his daughter one of his daughters ah gash and kim jong-un totally took that as uh like like sexual advances Uh, he was just being a gentleman (laughs) (laughs) what And, uh, what else has he got to do to prove that he's worthy of doing your awesome show spectacular? Is, what is that? Is that like Chicago? I, I, don't, I don't even know. I'm trying to be like Fargo. Chicago, Canada, eh? Like Minnesota, Chicago. Minnesota, Chicago, whatever. Canada, they're all the same. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Long Island, whatever. Well, he's like he's like in Chicago, right? Or was, at least. So, yeah, no, no laughing matter, though. Um Unfortunately, their segment has been pulled. Well, you can't do a two-man show with only one man. Uh, well, um, about that, uh, I'm not really at liberty to confirm or deny any rumors. But um, Dave Flores' girlfriend, he wanted me to tell you that he loves you. And uh, Dave Stecco's mom, he wanted me to tell you that he loves you, too. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm such an instigator. <laughs> yeah, for real. You're like Dave Flores' girlfriend and uh, David Stack. Oh, you have no girlfriend, so. Oh, no, I was saying Dave Flora wanted me to tell both his girlfriend and, and Dave Stack. Oh, mom. that Dave oh! Flora. The Dave Flora loves him. He said, Yo, both. mom, sick burn, man. You're going to take that, Stacco? You're going to take that? I'm driving a wedge. I don't think he's taking I'm much of anything anymore. I'm sabotaging their podcast, that facade of goodwill on the episode where we did it with each other. But I guess now it doesn't matter because... Uh, um, well, let's know, just cut to the chase. They're uh, indisposed. Kim Jong-un told me not to be surprised if next week or the week after his blurry photos didn't come out on time. Or at all. Anymore. Ever. Eek. So... You, Anyways, moving on. I hear you've we still got have some, other awesome stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, you tell me you've got some really cool holiday news for us. Uh, I don't know about cool. One's depressing and one's amazing. Oh, well, that sucks. Um, 
I well before you get into that, Craig. Ah man, you... I've been waiting to share this news with you for so long now. But you just dangled in front of me and then took it away. Yeah, but back on topic, I said I was sorry about that. Okay, like that was that was months ago. We already went to court about that, and I said I'm sorry. And, and I, yeah, and I'm telling I you, have, the, now I had to go tell all my neighbors. So like it's it's over. The weekly now. checks like, are feeling you, a little light. You're never gonna let me live that down. With good reason. That was a horrible, horrible joke. Um, <laughs> I've really been waiting to share this with you for so long. It's not even that oh, great. Oh, whoa. Again, the courts. It's not, <laughs> even that, stop. it's not even that great of a news story. It but better be the best fucking thing ever. It, it just had to be shared. And uh, it's, it's a shame that they pulled away uh, Stecco and Flora because I feel like they would have really, really enjoyed this too. Um, Craig. In yes, the sir. Northern Territory in Australia, a man was reported by several civilians. He was he was not caught as of yet. He's still at large. Um, in the well, middle, he was in the middle of traffic, and he was directing traffic with frozen peas. Oh, there's too much direction was, going on there. But. Oh, <laughs> there's never enough direction when it comes to frozen peas. <laughs> and I guess these people just called the police, and they were like, "Look, this guy's out here directing." Traffic with frozen peas. Look, I take direction. They're frozen. They're peas. I, I take direction from, from one crossing guard under, under protest. <laughs> but this man here with frozen peas. But you don't understand. the frozen peas. It could use a little work, just being honest. Fair enough. They're like all of my impressions pretty <laughs> much. So Sometimes I have it. Sometimes I don't. Today's a don't. Yeah, Stecco's got you. Well, Stecco, Stecco had you beaten at that but it's I guess, really not fair to compare me to him but yeah number one now suck it dead stucco yeah, you're the number mm-hmm. one you're the number one fucking orson welles impersonator no the one else that one. i can think of that does orson welles voice regularly and has been paid for it numerous times and is really good at it hmm nope, nope. <laughs> no i don't think so i can't think of anybody to be honest with you no, I, I just had to share that with you, Craig. A lot of people don't get what the fuck we're talking about. Just YouTube frozen peas and Orson you'll get Welles. It. Yeah. If you don't know who Orson Welles is, find out who Orson Welles is and then Google then do that. frozen peas. You don't need to type in Orson Welles. Well, Googling. Yeah. But YouTubing, you don't need to type in Orson Welles. Just type in frozen peas. It'll come up. I guarantee it. So there's no update on this one that. This one news story you wanted still, to tell me for forever. Still at large. Just still at large. Well, what I love is that nobody... Him and his peas. I've seen this reported on various news sites. I Googled. I Googled and Googled and Googled. And nobody made that connection. I Googled. Was, I Yahooed. I asked Jeeves. That didn't help much. We'll explain it because other people might not be able to YouTube now and they're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? There's this recording of Orson Welles. He's recording a commercial. And he's reading it, and he's like, "This is shit." And uh, that's not what he says, but he's basically like, "Fuck this, this." And like the guy's giving him direction. He's like, "Can you try that again, like this?" And he's like, "Fuck you! Who the fuck are you? I'm Orson Welles." Yeah, this is a B commercial. He doesn't say those words, but and yeah, he uh, yada yada yada. Not in those words. He does say that the dialogue is like frozen peas or something. Do you want me to get you the cushion? What? Do you want me to get you the cushion? No. Are you okay? Um. And he makes mention of how, like, he's like, I take direction from one man under protest, but not two, because they were trying to give him direction. They're like, dude, we're just trying to make a commercial. I'm sorry, bro. Dude, 
So, so I think who Orson is Welles that? Is about to slap us. One man he takes traction from God. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh! Have you not heard about our Lord and Savior? No, Craig. I think he's saying like when he's in a movie. <laughs> And there's a movie director, he will take direction <laughs> from the movie director oh. under protest because he's like, look, I know what I'm doing, but okay, you're the director, so I'll, I'll right. give you your moment. Your due. <laughs> I created a whole panic. I don't know about you. Okay, well, you are the movie director, so you get about a minute to tell me what it is you expect of this scene, and then I expect you to be happy with whatever I do. <laughs> and then hurry up. So anyway, though, let's let's get on to this. You said you've got some holiday news. I'm ready to get in the holiday spirit. I it's about I'm time. We really haven't done it. anything holiday, even though this is the holiday spectacular extravaganza. Well, the Winter Constellations was supposed to be because last year we did two holiday specials. This year we did as well, but it was more about Greek mythology than the holiday. Worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. I had fun doing it. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it came out good or not, but I had a great time. <laughs> Awesome episode. I, I love our Greek mythology ones. I mean, it, just in my own opinion. on Yeah. Well, anyways, to get ourselves into the holiday spirit, uh, Pia Pia, it's a restaurant in Tokyo. Okay. They have decided to not make the singles feel left out and sad on Christmas Eve. The singles, as in people who are single? Yes. They have banned couples from dining in their restaurant on Christmas Eve. What? There's no couples or families allowed in their restaurant on Christmas Eve. Seriously? Only single diners. Oh, my God. And so, Wait, no. Can I still, like, could we still go, like, as friends and be like, we're just Well, yeah, friends. it's plutonic. Like, just, okay. So then what if I wanted, But if like, it, you couldn't so bring a female friend. Even if they were nope, just legitimately a, a friend. That was just a couple. So nope. what if a gay, will gay couples still be allowed? I assume they might. <laughs> gay doesn't exist in Japan. Well, what if what I I've wanted heard. to bring a tentacle monster with me? I don't think it's allowed anywhere, Nathan. <laughs> no, the weird thing is social media is fully supporting it. They're like, yeah, I'm single, and you know what? That makes me feel good. I'm from Michigan, but, <laughs> you know, I still support what you're doing out there. I wish people in Michigan would do that. So when I go to Denny's or Cheesecake Factory at 10 p.m. at night, when everybody else is, is with their families, it must be nice. <laughs> I don't feel so left out. Well, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I like... I don't like that. <laughs> I, I no. cannot get behind it. Really, no, I'm sorry. That's like being like everybody this, should be allowed to do year, what they want to do. This year, we're supporting gay marriage by not letting straight people get married. It's like, wait, no, no, <laughs> no. You missed the point. This year, we're supporting gay marriage by allowing only them as couples to eat at a restaurant. <laughs> only gay people are allowed to <laughs> well, eat this weekend. Singles and gay people, <laughs> gay couples, because you know, whatever. Well, anyways. I'm not trying to get into everything that the cops have been doing lately. Everybody knows they've been doing some shitty shit lately. Yeah. That's just, that's putting it lightly. I want to go and let you know about maybe some cops that are doing some awesome shit. Awesome cops. Okay, sure. But I mean, that's there are a lot of people. I don't even know what your news story is. But there's a lot of people right now who are like, oh, hey, not all cops are like this. And it's like, look, no, shut the fuck up. Nobody's saying... All cops are like this. Which is why police are made up of a bunch of different individuals. Some are bad, some are good. That's not what the issue is. There is a broad issue, and we're not even going to talk about that on on Fairpoint right now. For real, but the main point of this story is the Christmas spirit. 
Yeah, and I, I totally see that you're not like, oh, well, some cups are good, not all cups are. You're like, well, yeah, what they did is shit. But for Christmas, we're going to talk for about Christmas, the opposite something of just that. Seemed to happen. What cops should be doing? A good, a yeah, good for real well, representation of what cops should be uh, doing. What they? Okay, <laughs> I don't know because I don't know this. Well, there's a tag. There's, there's I a, might eat my words. There's a silver lining to it, but it's these cops are good guys. Uh, Karen Steele from Indianapolis came home with her five-year-old son one day to realize that you know, the door was open for some reason in her apartment. Burglars burgled the place. Burglars. Ugh. Stole little Miles' presents. That sucks. Terrible, the right? Fuck, the fuck did they want with a fucking leap pad? Or Beyblades. <laughs> right? What, what are you doing? Like, what? You need to get presents for You're your like, kid? These presents are guy. <laughs> I don't want to pay for presents for my own kid. But anyways... The cops that responded to the call felt bad. And they, were, they felt compelled to do something about this. This, isn't, this is wrong. This child doesn't deserve to have his Christmas stolen by some jackasses. So they went out and they bought... Maybe he does, Craig. Maybe he's a little Cartman. You don't know this guy. You don't know this kid. Maybe he's a little fucking prick. Okay, well... Maybe you know he's what, like... Maybe... Well, I guess, you know, usually your, your arguments are like, no, it's Christmas. Chris, everyone deserves Christmas. Not well, everybody deserves maybe, Christmas. No? No, not everybody. Jerks don't. That's why they get cold, dude. Jerks. I like how you didn't go to, like, murderers don't or racists don't or dictators don't. You're just like, jerks don't. That guy All who cut me above. off on the freeway, he doesn't deserve well, Christmas. He's a jerk. <laughs> to be fair, all the above are jerks. Murderers are jerks. Yeah, but so is the guy who cut you off on the freeway. Yeah, he doesn't deserve gifts either. He doesn't. I, we didn't say or gifts. Christmas. I mean, I mean Christmas. That's what I meant. I don't know. That might be a little far. No, no. Learn how to drive. All right, and so, then get Christmas. So what happened? The cops caught this guy. They took his presents. No, no, not at all. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. They no. They they went out of their own way, off duty, of course, uh, and bought. All the gifts that were stolen and replaced them from their own pockets. What? That's awesome. Yeah, right? Compassion. Awesomeness. But to say the least, the uh, burglar is still at large. So I guess the police really weren't doing their job in the long run. They had like four hours left to their shift and they went and clocked out. To go to the mall, to go to the mall. <laughs> and buy some fucking toys. No, they didn't clock out. They stayed on the you clock. You said off duty. Whatever. <laughs> they went off duty. They were like, fuck this. We got to go to the mall. We got to get this brat some toys. Yo, for real. And get paid. No, they clocked out. <laughs> Bonus. Good guy points. At the end of the week, they kind of trade those in for little like trinkets and stuff. I think you got a back scratcher one week. Good guy points. <laughs> 225 points. That's all yeah. it took. For all you guys out there that are like, but I'm a really good, I'm a really nice guy. Yeah, but you're not that's, a cop. That's what nice guy point. You, there's literally, there's somebody that keeps tally of nice guy points. And every time you do something that makes you a nice guy, you get a point. And then you get to turn those points in for things. For prizes. For prizes. Yes. Coasters, back scratchers. Uh, we might have some of the zoos. I don't know. I'm not a manager of toys.
just the facts. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly, happy soul. With a, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's a popular holiday song, often associated with Christmas, but not exclusively so. Um, it, it, it follows the story of a snowman brought to life by a magic cat. Well, I actually, though, before we start, I guess we should go ahead and say this because a lot of you, because a lot of you will be wondering what's up. Um, oh yeah, our topic is Frosty the Snowman. Big whoop. Uh, we were we were, this was supposed to start off with a live performance by One Last Shot, uh, with poetry by DD the Slammer. It was going to be great, I swear. Uh, unfortunately, DDE actually laughed at one of Kim Jong Un's jokes. He was being polite. He laughed at uh, the joke. Wasn't that? Oh, it was awesome. It was an awesome joke. It was an amazing joke. No, but great joke. Amazing joke. You don't Sorry. laugh directly at. Like, well, I think the problem is he was looking at. Kim Jong and Kim Jong Un interpreted it as him. Yeah, yeah. Laughing. It was it was like a threat. He thought he was laughing at him. Yeah, and rookie mistakes, you know. So <laughs> the creator is amazing. Yeah. So unfortunately, the the whole show's been pulled. One last shot. All of that, and um, and in a completely unrelated note, a hundred percent unrelated. All of DDE's public appearances and promotional appearances uh, in the recent future have been canceled and or postponed. Um, also. One last shot. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Eek. Sorry about I, that. Uh, they, I should stay away from their dressing room. They must have a nasty cold. <laughs> Getting sick and all that. So close. It's winter time, you know. So flu shot. You should get them. So frosty the fucking snowman though. Frosty the snowman. It's okay. We still got a topic at least. At least it's... we don't have an actual show, but we got to we got a topic. It's not in public domain. That's why you won't hear us actually singing to the tune yeah. of the actual Frosty song. the <laughs> Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gene Autry, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Gene Autry. Yeah, it was performed by Gene Autry, but it but. was actually written in 1950 by Walter Jack Rollins. And, and Steve, Steve Nelson. Nelson. Steve Nelson? Yeah, Steve Nelson. That one? That guy. Steve Nelson of the Nelson fortune. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like it could be. Um, well, this duo, this is the duo that was also responsible for Here Comes Peter Cottontail, uh, which came out a year earlier. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, as you mentioned, it was recorded that same year, 1950, by Gene Autry and the Cass County Boys. Oh, yeah. Those boys. Really? You just remember Gene Autry. He was like this country musician, uh, singing cowboy, cinematic uh, phenomenon. <laughs> why is it that? Why is it that all the Christmas special songs belong to like country singers? It's like, are they the new folk singers? Well, they're the ones of the fifties. They're probably just the ones most likely to love Christmas enough to release the songs. Not all of them. All I want for Christmas is shoes. Ah, oh, Mariah baby. Carey. Yes, Mariah Carey's. Lovely Christmas. There's also uh, an in sync Christmas album, <laughs> but you know that one didn't to... stand the test of time. It sure did. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Gene Autry though. He he was this singing cowboy. Had his own TV show for twenty fucking years, all the way from the '30s clear into the '50s. Oh, that and Gene Autry continued performing well into the '60s. He also wrote "Here Comes Santa Claus." And he was responsible for the first recording of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was, need I say, massively popular when well, he they, released it in 1949. They called him uh, King Christmas in the 50s. Did they? So I've heard. 
I didn't know that. I heard that uh, around the water cooler. So what is he? A cowboy or a king? Both. He's the cowboy king. That it's one. like a pirate king. You didn't think it could happen, but yeah, it did. Yeah, but cowboy kings all the time. King of the cowboys. So this story follows a group of children, which good, oh, solid I'm fact sorry, for you. Sorry. So Gene Autry, Mr. Responsible for not only Frosty, but Rudolph, the performances at least, led me to this one main question. Who would you rather have as a roommate, Frosty or Rudolph? Jeez, well, Frosty would melt. I'd have to leave the heat off in the winter. Or yeah, he, absolutely. Or he'd melt, and I'd have no, no. half. Of, he, I wouldn't have his half of the rent. You wouldn't. No, but, he wouldn't melt. That you would live in an igloo. Rudolph type. would probably shit all over the floors. You should be worried no, I'm not about moving. not sleeping with Rudolph being there because his light, his nose is so bright. Uh, it has to guide a sled, so that means all that light's coming through the bottom cracks of your door. I think I'd be okay, man. I don't you care sure? how bright the light is. I'm off Super in my bright, room. and it's red. His room's around the corner. Nope, you, it's still super bright in your room. I don't All think red. It, it, I don't think Rudolph's nose is that bright. <laughs> Guy's a sleigh. It's probably by will he can make it brighter. He's having sexual dreams. So, uh, uh, ice cold. Would you rather have an ice cold house or a bright room that never gets dim? I don't think his nose would be that bright. Well, this is a stipulation. (laughs) Otherwise, it wouldn't be that hard of a choice. I think I'd probably take the the red light because I still don't think it would be that strong in my room. Okay, let me pose this then. I could also get a fucking thing to cover my eyes with. One of those things. You could. But because of the incessantly glowing red light, it has kind of made your house the red light district. No. Yes. No, this is a stipulation. Okay, Randall. And now I got to cut my foot off for the creepy German scientist and let him diddle my pooter or whatever. Holy okay. crap. I've become Randall. That is awesome. <laughs> I have achieved something in life. <laughs> Anyways. okay. That's, so you- <laughs> I, I think you misunderstood the concept of that character. <laughs> potato, potato. Anyways. Back to the song Frosty the Snowman. Did you know that it actually reached number one on any chart in time? What? Frosty any chart in time? That's Frosty a, the Snowman. That's not true. It didn't reach number one on any it chart did. in time. Because I'm making up a chart right now, and it's my top ten indie songs of 2014. And Frosty the Snowman well, is not on It doesn't on that. matter if it's not on yours. It was on one. That's, that's one of the charts of all time. Just one specific... It was you on said one chart. Any. Yeah, out of out of all of them, it wouldn't touch any of them. It touched one. Okay. The U.S. Hot Adult Contemporary Tracks 2007. Kimberly Locke <laughs> performed it too. That's the only time it it was chart topping. Yeah, it was the U.S. Hot Adult Contemporary Tracks chart, well, not the, just the U.S. Adult Contemporary Charts. The hot. The ones, hot. Yeah. But did they have, like, Billboard charts back in the 50s? Uh, Yeah. In 1950, it hit seven on U.S. pop singles. That's, that's, oh, you said topped the chart. Topped. Oh. Topped. So it was number one. Yes, it was number one of the hot adult contemporary U.S. charts. Kimberly Locke, everybody. Uh, American Idol finalist extraordinaire. She didn't win, certainly didn't win. But she became a model soon thereafter. 
So this song covers a group of children which, stated by the songwriter, live in either Armonk or White Plains, New York. I don't know Armonk. Where the fuck is Armonk? Never heard of it. Maybe it's... Uh, Sounds like a Pokemon. Well, it was White Plains was the other one, right? Armonk. It's like an armadillo, but it's also like a Buddhist monk. Armonk. Get on it, Pokemon. I want that Pokemon Armonk. to exist. Armonk. You've just received a mystery gift. He, when he rolls into a ball, it looks like a yin-yang. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. See, dude, Pokemon in the book. Next Pokemon. Next Pokemon. Chances are nowadays. Chances are. It's, 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 oh, it's, yes. It's another evolution Slam. of chances. Chances are. All right. So um, basically these kids built a snowman and using two pieces of coal for eyes, a button for a nose, and giving him a corncob pipe. That they stole from dad. Right. Where did they get this? Uh, hopefully they didn't buy it at the fucking store. Irresponsible clerks, I tell you. Somebody's dad was pissed. It's like, I need my fucking nicotine. Well, then just go out to the front lawn and get your pipe back. Um, But the children came across an old silk hat that they put on the snowman's head, which brought him to life and caused him to start dancing around. Ooh, I'm frosty. I'm dancing I'm around. I'm dancing like a monkey. I can't believe it. I'm alive. I'm kicking these feet that I definitely do have. <laughs> Not probably. Um, however, though, it was already getting warmer and frosty, totally aware of his own mortality, decided that it would be best to spend his time laughing and playing with the children before he melts and fucking dies. Dark, dark. He leads them down into the streets of town and a traffic cop who is rightfully concerned, um, noticing this monstrosity made of snow leading children to laugh and play in the middle of busy streets. Well, at least the children aren't in terror. No, they're they're clearly under some sort of fucking charm. Oh, this is Pied Piper territory we're talking here. So so the, the traffic cop shouts for him to stop. He doesn't want any of these children to die. But Frosty's like, yo, fuck the police. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck the police. Uh, <laughs> except for those two guys. Uh, that bought the girl gifts. For real, though, how weird is that? Like, the song ends with the police being like, stop. And Frosty being like, oh, shit. Hey, kids, I got to go. Don't worry. I'll be back again someday. <laughs> and then fleeing town. I'm out of here. What, what's, what a weird ending to that story. What's weird is that whole story kind of reminds me of the uncle I don't see anymore. Too far? <laughs> For one, there was always a lot of snow. It only snows when he's partying, baby. Well, I gotta say, the story of this song is so fleshed out, it deserves a, an actual TV special. Some fucking Coheed and Cambria shit right there. Coheed and Cambria don't got no TV special. Aired December 7th, 1969 on CBS. Well, yeah, this is the Rankin-Bass special we're all familiar with, right? Yep, the classic one. Yeah, Rankin-Bass, they did the Rudolph specials, the Santa Claus specials, all those stop-motion things. Oh, my favorite being The Year Without Santa Claus. Heat Miser and Cold Miser, oh my god, they're so awesome. Was that another one that was traditionally animated and not stop-motion? Or was that stop-motion? It was stop-motion. Yeah, see, that's what's weird to me about the Frosty specials. Well, it was the first one, right? That was was cell animation, like traditional? Possibly. I, I thought I read that somewhere, that it was the first one. 
There's something really weird about it, too. There's this really weird mystery associated with it. Um, June Foray actually originally provided several voices. Oh, okay. June Foray, um, for those who don't know, is Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle. She's one of the only people who's, like, done the same character for that fucking long. Like, pretty yeah, Rocky much- Rocky and Bullwinkle lasted forever. And pretty dude, even the the new movie that knew it was what two thousand four or something, right? But she was still in that. She, even she she even did Rocky. Then she's pretty. I'm, she, I think she might have done Rocky every appearance you've ever seen of Rocky, other than it's maybe a good Robot that Chicken that, or something. No, know. fuck, she probably did Robot Chicken too. Why not? And she could use work any day. But she provided several voices for this special, and weirdly, without explanation. After the third airing, the third annual airing of the special, suddenly all her characters were replaced with other voice actresses. Oh. The credits remained unchanged. She still got credit for it, so no matter. At least she got credit for it. But what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense, right? Somebody was offended by her voice. It's like, (laughs) I don't like the fact that a talking squirrel is voiced the little kid of the town. This is America. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse, I'm sorry. North Korea. North. It's North Korea. I'm sorry. Well, currently okay. we're. But Frosty is in America. A lot of our, the number of our majority of listeners were in America. Frosty was probably oh, in America. Oh, I get what you're saying. Everything is North North Korea. Yes, everything. Wink, wink. Anything to satisfy the man with publicity behind my back. It's a great name. Don't make that noise, please, Craig. <laughs> So, the story of this movie, basically, it's Christmas Eve, the kids are at school, and they're entertained by this magician. Yeah, that'd be Professor Hinkle, the top-tier magician. Yeah, but they don't give a shit about Professor Hinkle. <laughs> no, because his, his gags suck. They're like, hey, that magic's guy. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, though, his hat really was magic. Yeah, but he didn't consider this and he threw his hat away in defeat the kids find it they build a snowman and they debate what to name it one kid suggests bruce no that'd be interesting bruce the snowman uh one kid suggests christopher columbus and one kid suggests oatmeal but finally oatmeal huh I like it. June Foray, though, finally suggests Frosty. Frosty. And they're like, oh, you know what? That is better than Oatmeal the Snowman. Yeah. Little known fact, these are the kids that grew up to name all the Beanie Babies. (laughs) Oatmeal the Beanie Baby. Frosty, that's so fucking creative. (laughs) It's a snowman. Get it? Gee, Bullwinkle, I should name pharmaceutical drugs. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically they find Hinkle's hat, obviously put it on the snowman and he comes to life because surprise the hat was, as you said, actually magic. Really? For real. But it's already starting to get warmer and Frosty's like, yo, I got to get somewhere colder. And he claims that the only place he won't melt is the North Pole. I'm pretty sure he just has to go 50 miles to the North. Yeah, dude, he knows that's bullshit, dude. The South Pole would have worked just as well, but this fucker what? knows that Santa's there. Hold and on. And he wants fucking presents. Hold on, hold on. No, you're getting conspiracy theories here with the man Frosty. I do not appreciate it. I don't. I just want to let you know that if he was to go to the South Pole, he would probably travel through. Oh, yeah, they're from New York, right? So, yeah. Yeah, he'd have to travel through the equator and get super hot, and he would melt that way before he got cold again. Good. So yeah, just he's only got one option: go north. 
That's true. Uh, but <laughs> I think we're we're skipping over the fact that Hinkle Hinkle man here he sees that 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 the hat is magic and it's real magic, so he wants it back now. And the kids just keep thwarting him, but he wants to get that hat back because it it really is magic, eh? <laughs> So the kids get Frosty to this train station, and they sneak him into the back of a refrigerated car. Oh, God. I don't know why, but I just one of my favorite Christmas specials. Yeah. Here, just, just watching every time. Just the sound effects that happen at the train station with the clerk. I don't, it's just, with the tickets, I don't know why. It was just like, <laughs> boing, boing, ding, dong. I, I don't even get it. <laughs> it was just awesome. Well, it's too cold in this refrigerated car for June Foray. Um, oh, yeah, she's about to die of hypothermia. So they hop out, and Frosty laments that he should probably build a fire to keep her warm, the little girl, from dying. But he knows that he can't do that or he'll melt. So instead, they go into a greenhouse. Oh, he's got to save the girl. See, you could have just avoided <laughs> Wait, the, all of this. By making a fucking fire. That You would have been safer making a fire than going into a greenhouse, you dumb shit. What the fuck? I was going to say just a one ticket, one way. Just let Frosty get out of me. Like, okay. Bye, kids. But no, he's like, I got to drag you away from your parents. I got to take you as far north as I can. I think Frosty's a little more insidious than we might know. Maybe, perhaps. Which leads me to another thing. On second viewing, repeated viewing, not just second viewing, because the second time I saw it was probably the following year that I first saw it. Okay. But... On repeated viewings, an adult, I feel bad for Professor Hinkle. Uh, that is his hat. He purchased it. He deserves it. It's his property, and the kids are just stealing it. He did throw it away. Nope. Doesn't, and he is count. kind he of a dick. I mean, he comes and locks them in the greenhouse. What a dick. Uh, but luckily, one of the other kids manages to find Santa, who comes back to save him. So, good thing Santa just happened to be coming by this time. But it's too late, man. Frosty's already melted. So Hinkle can have his hat back, right? Well, Santa reminds them that since Frosty's made of snow, he can never truly die because that if P, then Q. So he'll return next year. Uh Or, or, or he can never truly die because he lives on in our hearts, but his body is physically gone. He said because he's made of snow, which will um, evaporate and then precipitate back down to the earth. So that's like saying, don't worry, children. Your parents will never really die. They're made of molecules and atoms, which will be reintegrated as new proteins into new creatures as they eat their dead bodies. Or, or, hear me out, make another snowman and put the fucking hat on top of it. (laughs) Be a different snowman. No, still name it Frosty again. Well, Santa's got a better idea. He just opens the door to the greenhouse and all the cold air gusts in and returns Frosty back to his original form. You know what, kids? I got a better idea. Ho, 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 ho. I'll just open this door and make it cold again. And that makes a puddle of water turn into a fully formed fucking snowman. Magic. So the professor shows up and he demands his hat back before they can put it on Frosty to reanimate him. But Santa tells him that he will never get him another Christmas present again if he takes that hat away from Frosty. Mm, not another Christmas present? So he not agrees. One more? He agrees, and Santa takes Frosty to the North Pole, promises he'll return one day, 
And he gives the professor, Professor Hinkle, a new hat for Christmas. Ooh, a new hat. Mm, but this one's not magic. So there was a 1976 sequel to this awesome holiday special we're all familiar with. But wasn't that on ABC? I don't know. Not quite CBS. No. It's still no. Rankin Bass. Uh, it's still Rankin Bass. Not quite CBS, but still Rankin Bass. It's on ABC. <laughs> this is going to come in handy in the future. Okay. This one's called Frosty's Winter Wonderland. In this movie, Frosty returns to the children as promised. Oh, what a, what a good guy. He kept his promise. But he's kind of depressed and lonely since the children have to go home every night and he's left alone. So In winter. They're like, you know, we need to get Frosty laid. <laughs> we need oh, to make him shit. a snow wife. So they make him a snow wife and they name her Crystal. Uh, but, you know, she's not alive. She's just a snow woman. I, okay. But luckily, there's some Christmas magic bullshit in the air. And when Frosty gives her flowers later that night, his gift of love brings her to life. The gift yeah. of love from the hat? No, hat just love. He, he gave her flowers and that gift of love brought her to life. It was powerful enough. So, meanwhile, though, Jack Frost gets kind of jealous of all the attention that the kids give Frosty. But why? <laughs> right? What? Who cares? You're Jack Frost. <laughs> Fuck those kids. Make them slip. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you're not giving me attention. How about this? Frostbite. <laughs> Fucking dumb kid. So he ends up stealing Frosty's hat, though. And that's not enough for him, though. He's got to rub it in Crystal's face. So he taunts Crystal that Frosty is gone forever and he'll never uh, be alive uh, again. Got his hat. You uh, in uh. love. You had someone that made you feel like somebody too cared about bad. you during That's the holidays. That's all gone. You're a uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing left. <laughs> just, you're so, a dick, Jack Frost. Crystal, though, is like, That's not true. That's not true. And she harnesses some of that Christmas magic bullshit that's in the air. And she makes Frosty a corsage made out of snow. And oh, one of those. It brings him to life. It brings him to life, you say. Yeah. So he has taken some of the magic out of himself and his hat because that's where it came from, right? No, it came from the fucking oh, Christmas love. And no, originally. Yeah. Originally. And he made her with some of his Christmas love magic. <laughs> I don't <laughs> and like, she, and she I don't took like this, this what syntax. Christmas love magic she had and broke a piece of that off. So now they're like partial snowmen. Well, Jack Frost gets all pissed off, and he's like, fuck it. You can have your hat back. I never wanted it in the first place. But seriously, dude. <laughs> Stupid I, hat. My, my question is, who knew it was this fucking easy? Like, who needs the hat? Who needs the hat? Why didn't Santa just let Professor Hinkle have his fucking magic hat back and make Frosty a corsage made out of fucking snow. Uh, made out of Christmas love, if I could correct you real quick. <laughs> Santa's a dick either way. So Frosty and Crystal decide to get married, which, Frosty, bad move. You guys have barely known each other. Like, that's a big step. Like I was going to say, I'm just shocked that uh, any town's pastor would sign off on that marriage. Well, the children ask Parson Brown to marry the two of them. No. You might no, remember not... Parson Brown from the the song, which I always thought as a kid. I remember being a kid and being like, what the fuck's up with that lyric where they'd be like, we'll, we will build a snowman and we'll 
pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. But you can do the job while you're in town, eh? Meaning you can marry us while you're in town. Yes, but as a kid, I, I didn't get that. And I'd Oh, be like, what you got was they're going to do the dirty. Like, wait, you're going to, like, be there. You're going to pretend to be married to the, wait, what? He's going to, <laughs> he's a pastor. But no, you. they go to Parson Brown and they ask him to marry their friends, Frosty and Crystal. But he refuses, though, saying that he only has the legal right to marry real people, human beings, yeah, not sounds, snowmen. I, I don't I don't see the problem in that. That sounds like uh, a rational person talking. I don't know. Really, though, I think he just had a religious aversion to marrying a same snow couple. Seriously, though, if he was a cool pet. Uh, Bad joke. I'm sorry. Just let, let it go. <laughs> Let um, it go. Frozen. See, oh, winter. Uh, see what no. you did there. No. Um, my question is this. He's kind of a jerk because let's put it into perspective and not think that, oh, yeah, these two snowmen are actually real. Anyways. It was kind of condescending. He's like, snow. I, don't, I can't marry yeah. fucking. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, these little kids are like, oh, well, play along, dude. Kids. Play along. I'll marry your snowman couple. God okay, doesn't that's give a fuck about a snowman, kids. And then be like, oh, okay, yes, I do. Okay, yes, I do. They're married now. Look, now the kids are happy. The snowmen are happy. You don't even know that the snowmen are alive, but you just made the kids happy and you're a good person. But no, you had to be kind of sending dick, Parson Brown, calling you out. So the kids make a snowman, though, and they pretend that he is Parson Brown. But Parson Brown <laughs> is all like... They kick it in the nuts, right? <laughs> Fuck you, Parson <laughs> you, Parson. <laughs> Said snowmen can't get married to each other. You are, you are snowmanist. <laughs> so Parson Brown's like, stupid kids. A Parson's not a Parson until he holds a good book in his hand. So he, he takes a Bible, right? And he puts it in the snowman's hands, and the snowman comes to life. The Bible is now the magic? I would make a joke about how this is proof that like the Bible is divine, the one true religion of the one true God. But no, no, apparently pretty much anything can bring a fucking snowman to life. So the snowman version of Parson Brown marries the two snowmen because apparently a fucking snowman has the legal right to marry snowmen. Where well, a fucking other pirate, I don't know, fucking seems legit. I have to ask, what's the runtime on this bad boy? Because I swear to God, there's more acts than the Hobbit trilogy in this. Seriously, dude, at that point, Frosty, Crystal, and Jack Frost, Jack Frost too, to boot, suddenly become good friends with the kids. Oh, out of nowhere. And Jack Frost is like, oh, check it out, kids. I'll make it so that winter will last forever. Oh, no, that's ignorant. That's ignorant. No. <laughs> and, and that way they can stay and always play with the children. But And Frosty, too. Jesus, fuck. This is one horrifying Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> they were grasping at straws for a sequel. And we're like, we got this idea. Now we got this idea. But now we got this idea. You know, we could tie it together by just making them all happy. So eventually, though, don't worry. Jack Frost changes his mind because the grown-ups are all like, if winter lasts forever, all the trees will all die and society will collapse. What, what? What, what? Uh, uh, So the snowmen go back to the North Pole via train because, like I said, Santa's a dick. He's too much of a dick to just give Frosty and his fucking wife a lift. He's too busy. He was in uh, Zimbabwe by then. Yeah. Nowhere near. You got to hit the right time portals in the right pockets of the universe 
It's tricky. It has everything to do with physics. I'm not quite sure how to understand it. We talked about it before about the time travel, the portals yeah. and the holes last year. Anyways, it's, it's a messy, muddled business. Let's just move on to, to Christmas in July. Sounds like a good place to go. Yeah, 1979, they made another sequel, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. It, they, they were like, look, it's 1979. We got to get in on this whole Marvel Studios shared movie universe craze. Oh, and you know what's popular nowadays? Stop motion. So Randolph and Frosty. Randolph. <laughs> good buds. Yeah, I said it. Don't apologize either. Yeah, this one, though, was claymation in the tradition of the, you know, most of the Rankin-Bass movies. Um, basically, dude, this one's fucking crazy, man. Do you know anything? Have you ever seen this? No. This movie's fucking nuts, dude. Okay. I just know there's wizards and shit. I probably would have liked it as a kid. Dude, it starts off before the Rudolph special that we all know and love. An ancient wizard named Winterbolt awakens from his unnatural sleep, which was imposed upon him by Lady Boreal, the Queen of the Northern Lights, as punishment for his wrongdoings. Um, Lady Boreal, in her final moments, transfers all of her magic into Rudolph's nose, as he's born, pretty much. Oh, that makes so much sense. Decreeing that it will only ever stop glowing if it's ever used for evil. So See, Rudolph, I told you, he can't control that. He he's... can't use his nose for evil. That means that means no more fucking Snow Mountain, Rudolph. But he also can't control the dimness of, <laughs> of, his, of his nose while you're roommates with him. If he's a good guy, yeah. That, that just means he's a good roommate. If he's ever a dick roommate, at least his fucking light will go off. The light goes off. You go, oh, God, what now? <laughs> I told you I didn't eat the Cheez-Its. So Winterbolt begins planning to reclaim his territory from Santa Claus. And in order to do this, he knows he has to dispose of Rudolph, who possesses all of Lady Boreal's magic. Eventually, Lily Lorraine's Circus by the Sea arrives in town, and they ask Rudolph and Frosty to star in their circus. Um, they're like, sure, but Frosty's like, well, I can't, I'll fucking melt. Like, is your circus going to be ice cold or are you going to heat it to, you know, keep your audience comfortable? But Winterbolt shows up and he gives Frosty and Crystal magic amulets that keep them from melting. So that way they can participate in the circus, but the amulets will only work until the final firework fades on the 4th. I guess fourth, this is the 4th of July. The 4th show. Christmas in July. Christmas 4th in of July. 4th of July. Okay. Well, that's cool. So where where do they go? Does that mean they start heading home on the 3rd? Or Well, no. That means they're going to be playing the circus, but at the end of the 4th of July show, when the fireworks go off, there's gonna be painful he's going to need to get out. So Santa agrees. They perform, and then he'll show up and give Frosty a lift back oh, to safety shit. at the moment that the amulets stop working. So good that it's just the right time. But Winterbolt summons ice fucking dragons to create a blizzard to prevent Santa from arriving on time. I'm pretty sure you could have done that without ice dragons. You're just showing off. I don't know. Stopping Santa without no, ice dragons? creating a blizzard, an Cre- ice blizzard. Yeah, but a blizzard capable of stopping Santa. Santa's flown through some pretty fucked up blizzards, Craig. So you're saying that the dragons created an extra I'm saying, awesome blizzard? How would you stop Santa without ice dragons? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you got nothing. 
You got nothing. You got nothing. You got nothing. I. You got I, nothing. I. You got nothing. Oh son. God, I got You're nothing. You're done, son. You're done, son. Don't make me have Kim Jong Il fucking cancel your segment. Ice dragons, beautiful. So Winterbolt goes to the Cave of Lost Rejections, which I'm sorry, but I can't help but picture like the goth kids from South Park are hanging out outside of the cave smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Not not conforming. So he recruits a nasty reindeer named Scratcher, who was this reindeer that wanted to be on Santa's team, but he was super bitter that Rudolph made the team and he got the boot. And Winterbolt has Scratcher attempt to ruin Rudolph's reputation among his friends and turn them all against him. Make Rudolph either look evil. Either yeah, look evil or actually like he wants to joker him he wants to break him like in the dark night i gotta say though scratcher can be mad at rudolph or all he wants joke. what he who he should really be mad at is his parents are giving him a shitty name <laughs> maybe if he had a cuter name that's, he would be on the team well craig that's who he was mad at all along all i had to do was rhyme and not be something that hurts right who he had to have a partner whose name rhymed scratcher and thatcher Margaret Thatcher. (laughs) She's like, to be totally honest, Santa. He was a wonderful lover. I'm I'm only trying out because Scratcher's a really good family friend of mine. I, I like his, his parents. We grew up together. I I don't, I don't think I'm cut out for your team. I, I, for one, I'm not a reindeer. And for two, I can't fly, (laughs) which we all know is a lie. Margaret Thatcher can totally fly. All you got to do is believe. Yeah, you're not kidding anybody but yourself. He's giving some of that Christmas magic. Uh, yeah, Jack Frost gave it to her. So Scratcher goes and frames Rudolph for stealing money from the circus. And Rudolph actually ends up coming to an agreement with Winterbolt. He'll take the fall for the crime if Winterbolt will extend the power of Frosty and Crystal's amulets, keeping them alive. So Rudolph takes the responsibility. Yeah. I really thought Rudolph would have just been like, you got it all wrong, see? I'm not the man you want, see? No, he he takes responsibility for the crime, and his nose stops glowing, which is kind of weird. I guess he didn't commit the act, but he took the responsibility. When you take responsibility for something, the consequences of that fall on your shoulders. Apparently, so now you're evil. Magic works by principles and ideals, so. Not by reality. Exactly. Makes (laughs) sense. Total sense. Now... Just saying, probably a great roommate to have. He'll take the fall for you, and he's not going to know you with his bright lights. <laughs> so Frosty discovers the truth and confronts Winterbolt about how to get Rudolph's nose to glow again. Uh, Winterbolt lies to Frosty, tells him that he'll help Rudolph in exchange for Frosty's hat, which he actually intends to use to raise an army of snowmen, but... Little does he know it, it, how easy it is to get a ton of free Bibles. You just call this 1-800 number, tell him you want to give him out, spread the word of Christ, and you just put him in the hands of your snowman. Bam. Instant snowman army. Instant gratification is the truth. But Rudolph ends up coming back to the circus with a policeman. Oh. Not Santa. Not the police. The law. But a single policeman. So the police get Frosty's hat, help bring him back to life. I just like one policeman. Just that's all it takes. Winterbolt's not even black. What do you expect one policeman to do? He just takes one. <laughs> like one policeman. Uh, he called the police, dude. If Santa was how 
Uh, Santa's in trouble. Better send one guy out. Jacket. But no, they, they get it done. You know, the police get Frosty's hat, bring him back to life. They defeat Winterbolt. Scratcher disappears for some reason. And all of Winterbolt's spells wear off, causing Frosty and Crystal to melt. Because the Aww. amulet's no longer a magical. Sad. But then Jack Frost shows up and he brings Frosty and Crystal back to life with his ice breath. Oh, Jack Frost is so fun. He's kind of like uh, the he's kind of like the cold miser. Or as I like to call it, the Deus Ex Machina. Clever. That's a good name for it. I'm wow. There's just <laughs> one thing about this special that no one can argue. Mickey Rooney's the best goddamn Santa Claus ever. Mickey Rooney's anything. done he's done Santa's voice plenty so of times. Well. So well. And many times. 1992 saw the return of Frosty, i.e. Frosty Returns. Now, remember when I said... Can I point out, same year as Batman Returns? Uh, (laughs) Coincidence? I think not. Maybe the lone gunman better check that out. Remember when I said, oh, remember the CBS ABC bullshit thing before? Uh, Well, Frosty Returns was CBS's quote-unquote sequel that had... Almost zero continuity. Oh with the yeah, original it, Frosty. It, it's not Rankin Bass, so it's, it's not, not actually Rankin Bass. In that canon. Shouldn't count. But what it does count as is merchandise sales. When they sell Frosty the Snowman DVDs, it comes packaged with Frosty Returns, which CBS considers the technical sequel. Sadly, oh really? So there must bullshit. be some loophole because I know it's not in the DVD package that has all the other sequels. So no. you can either get Frosty ones, and Frosty Returns, or, or you can get Frosty and like three other shitty sequels. Or, But I'm sorry, with those three other shitty sequels, you get that brilliant piece of fucking work that is Frosty and Rudolph's Christmas in July. Yes. The stop motion Frosty. Anyways, John Goodman, he's Frosty. And Frosty Returns? Yeah, Crazy. that's so cool. John Goodman's awesome. I love John Goodman. Cast him as whoever, and I'll be behind it. But Whatever. Frosty, I could see that. But this kind of is one of the first ones that just stays away from Christmas in general. It's like they're trying to be PC about it, and they're just like they're at the winter festival, and they don't mention Christmas, Santa, well, nothing. Frosty's not a Christmas thing. Frosty's just a winter holiday. But yes, all the he is a Christmas ones, thing. But it's bigger than just Christmas. Frosty could be a Hanukkah character. Fair enough. Frosty could be a Kwanzaa character. But all the previous Frosty appearances have had something to do with Christmas. With Santa and shit. Or Santa. But that's that's specifically Rankin Bass. It's not in the actual lyrics of the song. This is the new continuity. Oh, it's not in the lyrics of the song. The original song does not mention Christmas or Santa. Well, the original song never mentioned Summer Wheeze either. Summer Wheeze? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, this whole special is about the parents crying that uh, there's snow. It honestly reminds me of my Facebook news feed a little. Oh, my God, there's so much snow. Oh, my God, I can't believe. Oh. I totally forgot I live in central New York. And blah, 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 blah. Well, there's snow in the winter. What the fuck? How, this is so yeah, crazy. How is this? What happened to global warming? What happened to global warming? Oh, Sh- shut up. Oh, my God. First shut off. The- oh. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, you're just giving too much bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's an evil uh, corporate man, businessman, named Mr. Twitchell. He's trying to sell his summer wheeze, which weirdly enough just makes snow disappear. He's trying to sell his summer tweeze. I summer don't know if we should talk about this. Summer, summer wheeze. Summer wheeze. 
So he's kind of sounds like marijuana. Yeah, doesn't he's, it? A, he's a drug dealer. <laughs> he basically, he's like some wheezy f baby. Come yeah, you'll be so high, you won't even notice that the snow's there no more. Makes you feel it's like it's all auto-tuned. You know what? It's still cold, so jokes on you. At least make it pretty. What is summer wheeze, Craig? It's like an aerosol spray that you spray at the snow and it makes it disappear. Where does the snow go? It just goes. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? Um, what was the movie uh, Envy? Jack Black and Ben Stiller, Where Does the Poop Go? No, I've where never seen it. Go? No? Never seen it. Oh, the movie was about Jack Black was like this rich billionaire who invented a spray that made dog poo go away. So you didn't have oh to carry dog poo bags. So they made Your this movie based on this special? And you'd spray it on the fucking poop, and the poop would disappear. But Honestly? There, be- there became this controversy. The general public was like, where does the poo go? I feel like I've at some point saw a part of this movie on like HBO 2 or 3. The last time I saw point. it, I was probably 17 at the oldest. Right. <laughs> and... Uh, and I, I was maybe remember, 19. I remember enjoying it and being like, I don't like Ben Stiller and I didn't mind him in this. But that might have been just because I fucking love Jack Black. I remember not remembering this. So. Well, anyway, so I'm assuming this guy tries to use his summer wheeze to take out Frosty. And it's like a Mortal Kombat-esque struggle of good against evil and gore and snow everywhere. But he's not. He's no Shang Tsung. And but. Don't get it twisted. Frosty's no Liu Kang either. We already were. This is established. It's John Goodman. So in the end, somehow everybody makes Mr. Twitchell realize he's been wrong all along, even though let's not even talk about the ramifications of the FDA. And there's there's been no safety regulations made on this this aerosol spray. So there's no telling what kind of uh, problems it could cause in the environment. Anyways, that's a different story. In general. But in the end, Mr. Twitchell sees the error of his ways. And they kind of like, oh, cool. You're not a dick anymore. You can now be the new Winter Carnival King. Frosty doesn't mind handing the reins down to you. Everybody's happy. Frosty the snowman. Oh, he doesn't have a corncob pipe anymore, by the way. It's uh, smoking was bad. So we just. <laughs> now he's got an e-cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> With a vaporizer and a button nose. (laughs) We didn't hear much from Frosty for a while after that, but in 2004, they released The Legend of Frosty. I just found out this existed last night. Dude. It blows my mind and it disappoints me so much. All in the same. It's narrated and sung by Burt fucking Reynolds. Burt fucking Reynolds. Not to mention... I thought you were about to say not to be confused with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> that Burt too. fucking Reynolds. It, yeah, there's no more. Burt Reynolds is dead. Burt fucking Reynolds is yeah, It's kind of like Kelly new. fucking Wells. Burt yeah. fucking Reynolds. For real. No. <laughs> okay. This is the thing that boggles my mind about The Legend of Frosty is the cast is so star-studded. I mean, you have... SpongeBob SquarePants as the mayor in the story. Oh, really? Yes. Tom Kenny plays the mayor. I went through this because, and you know what? It was great because Native I picked out all. Syracusean. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> back. <I don't> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> come to Funkin' Waffles. North Korea. If you're listening to this, Mr. Kenny, come, come to Funkin' Waffles. I will give you a free waffle. I don't care. 
I don't even give a fuck. I don't even give a fuck. Wait, are you... The main character is played by the voice of Phil and Lil from the Rugrats. Nice. Okay. Tress McNeil yeah. is in it. Yeah, of course. Tara Strong is Tress McNeil's yeah. daughter. Oh, my God. Wait, in real life? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> my sources say no if I'm shaking a magic eight ball, if you know what I'm saying. And, say you blew my mind, bro. And Frosty. Frosty the Snowman is Patrick Starfish. So SpongeBob and Patrick are both in this movie. I like imagining that it's not whoever it is that does Patrick Starfish's <laughs> no. voice, but it's Patrick Starfish. You're like, up that's Patrick like, Starfish. Oh, hey, SpongeBob. I don't watch that show, no. so I don't know. Hey, kids. Talks, how's it going? Uh, uh, oh, it, swear to God. Hey, Frosty's guy. <laughs> we officially have the first uh, special needs snowman, Frosty. Because he just uses Patrick Starfish's voice. Yeah, I d- I've never seen it, but from what I understand, Frosty shows up in this really strict town where magic, silliness, and nonsense are all against the rules. Oh, yeah, played by uh, the the villain, Principal Pankley, big-time dick, uh, played by Larry Miller. You might know not know is. the name, but I'm sure if you've seen him, you've seen him. He was the father in 10 Things I Hate About You. You might get oh, that yeah, one yeah, there. Oh, yeah, 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 Totally. Person Ball that dude. everybody, um, at least I, always confuse with Kevin Pollack. Sad, I know. Much better actor than Kevin Pollack. What's the movie? He, know, he knows what... He, he was in Food Fight, Internet. Everyone was in day. Food Fight. No, that, I know who you're talking about, though. The guy, he, 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 he gets jiggy with it. He knows what's fly. He knows the 411. <laughs> yes, there you go. 10 Things I Hate About Everything You. about that. So, as you can tell, he probably delivers the strongest performance in this show. Yeah, of course. He's a dick. It's like the Johnny Depp of acting. <laughs> of acting, huh? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like in this special, the parents of the town are really just a bunch of sheep. Because they're like, oh, well, I didn't see you, Frosty. Oh, I don't want... You know what the kids weren't doing? The kids weren't listening to my ridiculous rules. Uh, my, my, my kid wanted to play with the other kid instead of doing a piano scales. Guess what? She's fucking eight years old. No, you know what I think it was, Craig? I think it was a fucking Elm Street type scenario, dude. Parents knew what was going on and that Frosty was a threat to their children. This guy is not... He has an obsession with children, and it's not all that healthy. And it's this weird evil of crafty and magic that comes from a silken hat. The point is... That the town has no backbone. They're just like, oh, this. there's a one person with a backbone, and he's a jerk. And Mr. SpongeBob Squaremare over here is just like, I'll give the reins of the town over to the elementary school principal because I'm scared. What's, what are you so scared of? Oh, spoiler alert. He was one of the kids that originally created Frosty from the original uh, television really? special. Yes. He is actually... The son of the magician Hinkle, Professor Hinkle. Ugh. Okay, Tim Kring. There was a comic <laughs> to prove it. Was Siler his fucking brother, too? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I believe one of the pages in the comic, you don't really see it, but it kind of leads on that that's what happens. Wait, you were saying there was a comic, too? Inside. Oh, my God, that's too perfect. Yes, I did not even hear you saying that when I said okay. To, yeah, so Tim Kring wrote this special, the creator of Heroes. Um, hold on, let me check. Yeah, actually, he did. 
No, but what I was saying was that there's clearly a dark, malevolent power about Frosty. Oh, no. Which was made clear uh, later in this small town in Colorado when Frosty was actually responsible for the deaths of at least probably five, I think at least five children. Five? At least. Oh, my God. Was one named Kenny. One was named Kenny. We don't know the names of the others. Any of the others. Uh, Three looked frozen, though. You may or may not be familiar of this short called The Spirit of Christmas, subtitled Frosty. It was made by two film students attending the University of Colorado named Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Oh, Oh, if you haven't figured it out, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you heard of them. They only won a million fucking like Broadway fucking musical show awards. Tonys, that's what they're called. Tonys, yes, that's what you're looking for. With the Book of Mormon and, you know, one of the longest running I TV shows ever, South Park. If you ever get confused with call the musical uh, awards, just think, who's the boss? Tony Danza. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Now you won't. Yeah, the way South Park started out was this weird little short they made, four minutes long, about a few children, four children, that vaguely resemble Kyle, Kenny, Stan, and Cartman. Vaguely, I might add. The best-looking one is probably Cartman. Yeah, I mean, but Kyle... It's actually, Kenny. No, yeah, Kyle's the only one that doesn't really look like himself. But, uh, Fair enough. Cartman is actually named Kenny, as you said. Basically, they're creating a snowman. They go to put the hat on it, and... Ky- and Stan. Stan's like... No way, dude. My my fucking cousin in Minnesota put a hat on a snowman and it and it killed a bunch of kids and they're Damn. like, Whatever, you're a pussy. They That'd put the hat on it. If it was to Oh shit, it actually happened. It Frosty the snowman sprouts Lovecraftian esque tentacles, grabs the fat kid who you would recognize as Cartman, throws him and kills him, and they that's the first utterance of the phrase. The Kyle prototype Kyle character yeah. is like Oh, my God. Frosty killed Kenny in reference to to quote-unquote Cartman. And after that, Frosty does end up later killing the character that looks like Kenny in the parka. They don't say what the name of that child is in the short. Yeah, but it's it's really cool. If you're not familiar with this shit, go check it out. It's so cool to see where this cultural phenomenon known as South Park came from and this weird little short that they made with literal construction paper. Just cutting it out and laboring for hours and hours. This is over the beginning. This kind of beginning four minute fucking reminds short. me vaguely of like the Powerpuff Girls beginning. You know, something but dumb way and stupid worse and small. quality. Way Fair worse enough. quality. <laughs> and way more uses of the F bomb. Oh, yeah. Definitely not family friendly. That's not the F bomb. Well, what is important here is presence. Yeah, what ends up happening is they go and they decide to find Jesus to put a stop to Frosty's madness. Beautiful. They go to a nativity scene, and the baby Christ actually rises up out of the nativity scene, uses his halo like Kung Lao's fucking hat in Mortal Kombat, and throws it, which decapitates Frosty and saves the day. Real quick. Real quick. You're done, son. Frosty is... Yeah, no more with your tentacle face Lovecraftian bullshit. No more? No more. Jesus prevails. Jesus But prevails. no, as you said, 
they come to the conclusion that the meaning of Christmas, it's not, it's not Jesus. It's, it's presence. presence. Yeah, that makes me feel warm inside. And like I said, they were in film school at this point. Like, so they knew a lot of people who were trying to at least get in the industry. And their friend asked them to make him a Christmas card of sorts, which was basically a short animation with these kids. Right. He's like, please make me something like this to give out at Christmas. That would be awesome. And they went above and beyond. They made... Now, this one actually looks like South Park. The characters... Right. The characters themselves. Is, I'm pretty sure like the it. names are back to normal. Yep. Kyle's named. I don't think Stan ever gets referenced. Um, Cartman doesn't Cartman either. Cartman doesn't get referenced. But Kenny does. And Kenny is proper when he dies. Kenny the and right Kyle Kenny. both. Yeah. And in this, there's no Frosty, but I feel like it's still worth mentioning in the context of what we're talking about. Well, Frosty's leader, Santa Claus. Yes, this this is about Jesus visits them, and a fight ensues between Jesus and Santa. You also see a prototype Wendy in this episode. Yep, sitting on Santa's lap. And Santa and Jesus fight, and it's cool. They're doing all these Mortal Kombat type, like, take one die, and shit moves. And all stuff. I'm going to say is thank God for Brian Boitano. And this is where the Brian Boitano joke comes from. Brian Boitano comes up and he's like, kids, you shouldn't think about fighting and all that. This is the time of year when you'd be good to each other. And skates away and they're like, yeah, that's what Brian Boitano would do. And they convince Jesus and Santa to team up, be friends again, and put it all behind them. And that was the beginning of fucking South Park. That was plain and simple. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Frosty is this weird Lovecraftian entity that was not originally bound to a snowman at all, but maybe not Just even, a hat. It probably wasn't even originally bound to the hat. Like you said, Craig, it was originally from the hat, and then because it had become attached to the snowman, the use of snow. The use of snow did. And it, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't all explain just the flowers, but at least for Frosty, because Crystal's not Frosty. So, yeah. So, I think maybe... Before the hat, there was something else, and its magic has attached itself and bound itself to these symbols that were used to bring it to life. So would you say before the hat, it was a vest? I don't know. Perhaps. Whatever it is, it preys on children. So be careful this holiday season. When you go out there... Don't go trusting no snowmen. Be careful. Look both ways. Look out for snowmen. And if the snowmen say that they have candy in their van... Don't go with the snowman. And look out for Kim Jong-il. Cause, and look out for Kim Jong-un. Because he's a fucking badass. And you should salute him anytime you see yeah. him. He's such a badass. Like, if you say anything about him, if you satirize him, he will fucking have terrorists on your ass and Duh. shit. The greatest. Yeah, dude. He's a fucking... Dude, he's so cool. And he's so tough and he's so badass. Like, for real. I don't know if you know this, but he invented cheeseburgers. He did. Invented cheeseburgers Thank via you. Wi-Fi on the moon. Thank you so much, Mr. Oon. Man, I guess that's... I, 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 hate to, I hate to say goodbye and call a close on this, but that's our Christmas episode, man. Such is the will of Kim Jong-un. I just want to be paid. This is the one time of year when we recognize that Kim Jong-un died for our sins and we don't question his judgment. And he came back three days later. Oh, no. For Kim Jong-un, it only took one day. 
Oh, okay, makes sense. It took a half a day, motherfucker. It's like pff, I was back in six hours. Had to go check out the planetarium. Find some fine constellations. Alright. Have you guys been to the Beeratarium? No? No, it's pretty cool. They better make one. Hey, have you guys been to Facebook.com? I'm sure you have. You know Fairpoint Podcast. No, there's a slash in there with a Fairpoint Podcast. Or you could just go to Facebook.com and search Fairpoint Podcast. Might be easier than doing the whole web address thingy. Whatever you consider easier, you're pretty much typing in the same amount of characters either way. Well, chances are a lot okay. of them are doing it on their phones. Okay, you don't have to type the slash. They're opening okay. up apps. There you go. There you go. Um, that's the best way, I think, to keep up with us. We, I, I kind of want to expand the Facebook, man. I think we should post more cool shit there. Like, if we're like, yo, even if this has nothing to do with our episode, hey, guys, you might like this. We used to do recommendations, you know, like, fuck it. Oh, I like that. We, let's do our recommendations on, like, the Facebook and Twitters. Yeah, let's do Why it. Why not? So go to Facebook, go to Twitter. On Twitter, what is it again? At Fairpoint Pod. At Fairpoint Pod. Um, give us a follow and a like. It helps support us, and it helps us support you. Yeah, it support helps support your habits. Us if your habits are listening fit your to needs podcasts. better, we can fit your needs. I'm Just... calling the hotline on you. <laughs> but first, email us. Before you call that hotline. First, you better fucking do it first. No, you don't have to. That was you could, I mean, you could segue. do it secondly. That was a that was a Craig segue, or as I like to call it. A Craig way. Well, I, I, I thought it was as I like to call it, but apparently it's as <laughs> you like to call it. Ooh, did I steal that from you too? You, it wasn't exactly original. I'm sorry. It's easy to pick up on. No, but you can. You can send us emails, fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. You've got like no time left to request an episode for listener appreciation month as far as we c- we're concerned we've got the four episodes oh yeah it's out. filled yeah but uh but you don't have to stop there no you could change our minds so long as you get it to us in time i wouldn't say change our minds but you can convince us to do an episode later on i don't know man i don't know man someone could possibly change our minds but for real get your requests in and like craig said even if they don't make the january episode doesn't mean we won't do it. We want to make a February episode. It can make a June episode. Who knows, man? Yeah. And you can hit us up there and let us know where we're slipping, when we're wrong, like how you want us to improve because we suck, you know, For all real. that shit. Or you can just, you know, five-star us and review us real quick on iTunes. Please do. If you're listening to us on iTunes, we know that's by far the the biggest venue that most of our listeners find us on. Hey, don't get me wrong. I know. I mean, it's easy to do, but it's like, whatever, you know, I don't really feel like doing it. I'm one of those people, too. But I got off my lazy ass and I went and reviewed a bunch of different uh, podcasts I enjoy and even some ones I don't to make sure that they know I think they suck. I wasn't rude or mean. I just rated them one star and was done with it. Craig, did you see? You probably didn't. We got a review on Self Radio. Well, I did, I guess. Yeah, it was me. I'm kidding. It wasn't. He what said it? we would be good if we didn't curse so much. Self Radio? I think your mom tried to listen to Self Radio. Oh, no. was it the You and Me episode? No, it was just a review on about Self Radio on iTunes. Oh, you're, you're a fucking sailor. I looked at this guy's 
reviews. He's left a bunch of reviews on a bunch of podcasts, and all of them are, oh, this podcast was cool. It'd be better if you guys didn't drop the F-bomb so well, much. It kind of just, grated on my ears. Why don't you just go and download podcasts that don't have that little red E next yeah, to them? Yeah, seriously. There's an explicit rating. For a why are you downloading these podcasts, bro? We're not putting explicit just because we <laughs> might drop one fuck bomb. We might drop, like, a ton fuck bombs. I thought that was a little funny. Like, dude, we warned you before you listen. But, um, no, else? really, though, the reviews, the ratings, they are a huge help to us. Huge and support. Not just on iTunes. Like, comments, reviews, ratings, all that shit. Anywhere. Facebook, everywhere. Like, any little thing you Except do. Except for Twitter. That's not really the, the medium no, yeah. for that. Tweet us. Well, tweet at us, but... To, to, it's not really the medium to be reviewing us. You won't have enough No, but characters. that's what I was saying, like, comments, whatever, you know, and they're not comments, but, you know, retweets, whatever the fuck. I don't fucking Twitter. I don't I'm tweet. still trying to pick it up, frankly. We're all over the place, though. We've also got a Tumblr. I just posted a bunch of new art there, and I'm going to keep doing more. Uh, Tumblr.com slash Fairpoint Podcast, or just search Fairpoint Podcast on Tumblr. We're on SoundCloud, all that fucking shit, dude. All that jazz. But for real. 2014 was a pretty damn good year. It was. It's like not it was over good. yet. We got one more episode. Oh, we do. One more episode coming out in 2014 next week. It seems like it's an annual thing. The outtakes. The outtakes. Outtakes number two is going to be pretty cool. I like it. Outtakes 2.0. I don't know how you guys feel about outtakes episodes. Like To me, I think they're some of the coolest episodes we've ever done. This new one we've got in the oven is fucking Even awesome. Even if you just do it. And then let me have it. I would like it just because it's nice to be able to hear for some us, of the fun right? outtakes. Even if you guys don't like it, we like it. Just suffer through a week, okay, guys? <laughs> this is for us. This one's for us. It's our Christmas present to us. But for real, it's it's not just going to be oh like a bunch of silly little fucking bloopers. There's some actual cool conversations that got cut. There's some awesome material with the blockbuster buster, blurry photos, one last shot, and. Like, it's not just going to be that old shit. Me and Craig are going to sit down in the fucking studio and we're going to record intros. We're going to, it's a new episode. There's new material. We're going to introduce these clips. We're going to celebrate a year of Fairpoint. Like, I've had a lot of fun with it. 2014. I'm already, see, I'm already getting nostalgic about it. Let's just, let's let's finish. Let's do it, man. Hey, guys, for real, it's Christmas Eve. We hope you guys have a fucking awesome time with your families, your friends, or drive yourself, safe. your cats, whoever. Be careful of the drinks you take in while you drive. Don't take in <laughs> drinks while you drive. Well, they could have one or two. And Coffees. So well, no, it's the law. I can say that within the law, that if they're of age, they can have within two drinks and not technically be illegally inebriated. You know what? Just don't drink and drive. Be smart, assholes. Ben Fold's grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, so Let you think you think that's not fun? Try getting ran over by a freaking uh, Ford pickup. You don't want that. Don't don't try that. Don't. I don't know why Craig's telling you to do that. Don't. No, you no, don't, don't want that. You don't. You don't want that. Be safe. We love you. We need you to continue to be listeners. For real, this last year has been fucking awesome. Um, the best Christmas present we could ever have is like knowing that people dig our fucking podcast. That's awesome. But in the meantime, you folks have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Kick-Ass Kwanzaa, and a Freaky Festivus. <laughs> and whatever you atheists do, too. Oh, yeah. Flying Spaghetti Monster Day. You fucking... Hats off to you guys. 
fucking Buddhists with your fucking Buddhist shit. It's funny if this is someone's first podcast and they're like, that guy clearly hates Buddhists. We do not. <laughs> Church of the Subgenius, all you guys. Oh, yeah. Church of the Subgenius. You have a hell of a day, too. Whatever canonized day it is. From the secret room, I'm Nathan K. And I'm... <laughs> and I'm Frosty the Craig Man. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you when? Next year. Now, keep it cool. No, no, we're going to talk to him this year oh. one more time. We'll talk to you on New Year's Eve. Keep it cool.